0: to a path to redemption the podcast my name is daniel arona and just remember this simple truth the father loves you Jesus loves you and the Holy Spirit loves you. Look, I hope that you're having a great week. Again, I hope that you're having time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also in His Word. Again, we got to be drawing ever closer to Christ as this world kind of starts to, to change and as things start to come to an end and come to a head here. It's very, very important that we latch on to Christ through the Holy Spirit and who He is. And in the work of the cross that He did, I, I cannot stress that enough. So make sure you're taking the time to spend with Him. Make sure you're reading your scripture and understanding because there's so much much false teaching out there. It's just really, really important that we all stay guarded, uh, particularly right now in, in this time um, that we're all living in today. So again, try and spend time with the Lord as much as possible. You know, we are going to wrap up season three, this uh, episode, season three, talking about, again, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to talk about the work of the Holy Spirit, and particularly about the the Holy Spirit revealing certain things to us, and ultimately teaching us in the way that we are supposed to go. But before we kind of get there, okay, just a few housekeeping items as usual. Again, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you would like a copy of a Bible, all you have to do is just drop me an email at path to redemption ohio at gmail.com, and I will be more than happy to ship one and get one into your hands. And then also, so again, make sure you study to show yourself approved. Don't just take my word for it. It's important that we put in the work, that we put in the legwork, and make sure that we understand what God has for us, right? With that being said, as you all know, I walk everything I ever teach, and I truly believe everything that I ever teach. So if you need some help, just feel free to drop me a note again at path2redemptionohio at gmail.com. Amen. So again, so we've kind of talked at length about the Holy Spirit here, and we've gone through and we've talked about how the Holy Spirit regenerates us, how the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us. We've talked about how the Spirit will speak through us. We've also talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, we Last week, we talked about the demonstration of the power of the Spirit. And this week, we're going to talk about the work of the Spirit, because there, there's a couple of things here that the Spirit is really charged with in terms of of us and in terms of who we are. And our scripture, our main scripture is going to come from John chapter 16. We're going to start at verse 12. And here Jesus is saying, and he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will speak on he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you, right? So here in verse 13, it says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, right? And that's really part of this from the Holy Spirit. We talked about the leading of the Spirit and what it it is to be led by the Spirit a few weeks ago. But it's important that we also understand that the Holy Spirit's responsibility is to lead us in truth, meaning that it's important for him to lead us in truth in our own lives right and to highlight aspects of ourselves that need work and that things that need to change in us right and i think about this from my own life you know and then we're all constantly growing and we're all constantly constantly trying to get better and i'm going to share a little bit of something that i've overcome here lately and i'll tell you that you know it was probably about 10 years ago i took a lot of pride in kind of the knowledge and the teaching and the study that i did in scripture and had no idea that i was doing it until literally i was talking to my mom one day and i, I just i heard it it was it was like i heard it Like from a third like I was a third party in my own conversation and and it was like I heard it and I was like, Mom, that came off really prideful and I was like, I'm sorry for that. And she said, Daniel, you've been incredibly prideful for a little bit now. And you know, she didn't want to tell me. She wanted the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit did. He led me into the fullness of truth and made me realize that look, yes, I've shown you a lot of things, and yes, that I you know you've been teaching and learning a lot of things, but don't ever take pride in that because it can fall and you can fall just as quickly and easily and ever since then like I, I've, I've really worked really hard with the Holy Spirit to crucify that part of my flesh and this is kind of the example that's set before us in Galatians chapter 5 and starting at verse 16 where Paul says, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do Do not do the things that you wish, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So seeing again here, right, that Paul talks and makes again a dichotomy between the flesh and the Spirit. And we know that the works that he talks about and starting in verse 19 are, are the works of the flesh, right? And we understand that. But we also need to understand that until our flesh is fully crucified with Christ, Christ, and we have been changed and put on, corruptible is put on incorruption, that we are always going to have a struggle with our own flesh and with certain aspects of that. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to reveal that to us and to lead us into that, into the fullness of truth, right? Why? So that we can ultimately bear the fruit of the Spirit, again, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, why is that considered fruit? Now I want you to think about this, right? The the seed of the spirit has been planted in us. That's what happens when we come to Christ. When we are regenerated in through the belief in that he he died and rose again on the third day, right? For all of our sins. So that's the that's the seed that's been planted, but then through your relationship that grows and the Holy Spirit begins to take you along in that journey, right? Until ultimately the the things that you were, that seed that had been planted and all ends up having to die, and that ultimately it can bloom and blossom into the fruit, right? And I think about this, you know, another thing that I struggled with, particularly when I was around my, my early 20s, was my anger. I would just as soon yell at you and cuss you out before I would even say, shake your hand and say hi back then. And there was one of the things that when I, when I came back to the Lord that the Lord worked on me very, very quickly because it had to get out of me. Uh, There's just no doubt that it, it had to. And I think about that, right? And now if you know me, I'm as even-keeled as they come. Now, there were a whole host of things that I went through between dealing with my boss at work at the time, between dealing with some other things at home, being with my parents. Like, there's a whole host of things where basically, it was just literally taken from me, and all of a sudden now, like, I really don't get angry very often. You know, it takes a lot to kind of push me up to to that level. And and that's all around the self-control piece, right? Or the the temperance, as it says in the King James Version. In order to just to understand that, that God and the Holy Spirit took me through that to lose that anger and to put in me self-control to where I don't have high highs, I don't have low lows, I'm very even keel and the Lord has made me that way through the Holy Spirit. So that's a perfect example from my own life about how the, the Spirit has bore that type of fruit in me. Amen. Here's what here's the way that Paul put this again in Romans chapter 8 starting at verse 1. He said there is therefore now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemns sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law may be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness but if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you so a lot of scripture there to unpack but basically it follows along the same path that we kind of talked about in galatians is that our flesh has to be has to die to the cross of jesus christ but we have to realize that we are not in the flesh but in the spirit. Spirit. And when the Spirit of God dwells in us, right, then, you know, we can ultimately see that our deeds and our flesh and our body is dead because of sin. But that the Spirit gives us life because of righteousness. And I'm going to go back to verse 11 here where it says, but if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Now, why is that important? Because when the whole, when we are created Crucified with Christ, it is the Holy Spirit that resurrects us back up into the fullness of who He is to quicken our mortal bodies to be able to act and bear the fruit that we talked about in Galatians, right? Again, my flesh was crucified with Christ around my anger, right? But it was remade in the Holy Spirit into the level of self-control that I have now, and into even keelness and in in being not having high highs and low lows. So why is that so important? It's important because this is this is the work of the Spirit and how the Spirit changes us over and over and over again in our walks. If you are the same person that you were when you got saved, then I really do question your relationship with Christ through the Holy Spirit. And why do I do that? Because the Holy Spirit should be constantly enlightening us and showing us the things that are going on in our lives. They should be nailed to the cru- to the cross. Now, sometimes that comes through trial and tribulation. That's why Peter said to not despise the trial of your faith, but that's a really needed in order for your flesh to die and then the Holy Spirit to resurrect it into the newness of what it actually is. Amen. I told you about my anger. I told you about my pride. And now, in in all of those situations, I like to think sometimes that that I'm humble, but I know it's it's always something that is going to be a struggle for me. And something that is going that I have to give to Christ every single day. And it's and it's important that I do that, right? Because I want the work of the Holy Spirit to be shown in me. I want the fruit of the Spirit to be shown out for me so that other people can come and take and eat of it and be refreshed as well, right? And that's, again, the job of the Holy Spirit. As we're crucified with Christ, allow the Holy Spirit to change you and to mold you to really bear that fruit of the Spirit so that as you walk with your individual life, other people can see the change and come and see Christ in you as well. So, understanding that that's part of it, the other thing here that, that goes along with that is that it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility to teach us as well. John chapter 14, starting at verse 25, says this, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, this Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Okay, so again, Jesus says here very plainly that it, the Holy Spirit will teach us and will bring to remembrance all the things that the Lord has said to us. Now that means said in Scripture, and that also means said and revealed through His through the revealed word, right? Paul talks a lot about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and starting at verse 6. He says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which one of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, Eye is not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things We also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Right? So there's a lot to unpack here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But the 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 gist of it is that the Holy Spirit will teach us and guide us in the things that we need to know, right? It says, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But in verse 10, Paul says, But God has revealed them to us through His through his spirit, right? Through the Holy Spirit, right? And that the Holy Spirit will then teach us of the things that we need to know. In verse 13, it says, these things we also speak, not in words which men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, the Holy Spirit will begin to teach us us, right? But again, what does Paul say here? The natural man cannot receive the things of God, right? Nor can he understand them because they're foolishness to him. So what has to start? Again, it has to start with our crucifixion of our flesh. Our flesh has to die. And then it is the spirit's responsibility to resurrect us and then to begin teaching us in those areas that he has worked on, right? And also to begin teaching us spiritual things. I can honestly tell you that I have learned more from the Holy Spirit in my personal prayer life by reading the scripture and the Holy Spirit teaching me and enlightening me through scripture than any person has taught me. And I say that not with the, with any arrogance or with any pride, just as a matter of fact, right? And my parents taught me a lot growing up and they gave me a great foundation with Jesus Christ as a chief cornerstone, but the Holy Spirit took that and built upon that, right? So in, in, built upon all the things that I would need to know as I went forward in the work that he, that ultimately the Lord would have for me. And it's important for us to see that, right? Because if our flesh isn't crucified, then we cannot be resurrected into the newness, okay? we be quickened in our mortal bodies. but re- And then on top of that, the Holy Spirit cannot teach us of all the things that are going to come and all the things that we must know. Why? Because Ultimately, the Holy Spirit cannot teach a carnal man, but it is the Holy Spirit's responsibility to make sure that we're staying on that path, to teach us along that path, and then all we have to do is follow him and allow him to do his work. Amen? So. Seeing that and understanding that, we recognize that after we are crucified with Christ, the Holy Spirit will regenerate us to where we can see Christ for who He is, we can enter into a relationship with Him, but ultimately that 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 dead body will be raised back up from the from the grave but in the newness of life the same way that Christ when he was raised up from the grave was resurrected in the newness of life too right so again a perfect example my anger my anger died on the cross it was resurrected into temperance okay perfect example right there and that's what the that's what the holy spirit does and that is the work of the holy spirit right so the best thing that we can do in every single one of these situations is to make sure that we fall back into the holy spirit allow the holy spirit to do its work in us Right, We've talked about how it's Jesus Christ's responsibility to nail us up on that tree, and it is. He's our high priest. He has to take out the bad parts of us and only offer up to the Lord what is good. But it is the Holy Spirit's job to regenerate us and to resurrect us back up and to quicken our mortal bodies into the fullness of what God has for us so that we can bear fruit according to the things that have been crucified with christ just like the seed died our flesh has to die in order for the fruit of the spirit to be working in us right we've talked a lot about the power of the spirit and the power of the spirit gets a ton of a ton of 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 you know press i guess would be the best way to put it but it gets all the focus and all the attention but the true best part of the spirit is the fact that he will resurrect us into that teach us so that we may grow the fruit of the spirit so that we may be able to, to nourish others and to go out into this world the way that Christ walked into this world and to bring other people into the knowledge of who he is. Because at the end of the day, that's all of our commissions. All of us are being sent out and so we are led by the Spirit to go and bring other people in. Why? So then come to the knowledge of Christ and live the same type of life in freedom and in liberty. Right? So, look, I I hope you got something out of this. And that kind of concludes what we did with the Holy Spirit, right? And it can be confusing, and there's a lot of confusion around it. And I also believe that. That some people have twisted the teachings of the Holy Spirit and that they've they've gone a completely different way in the way of Balaam, in the way of Korah, as it says in the book of Jude, right? But we have to understand that, look, the Holy Spirit is here to help us, and I hope that walking through this in the last part of Season 3 here of Path to Redemption, the podcast, has helped you in some way, shape, or form to really understand who the Spirit is, what He ultimately wants, and what His role is in our lives. Because I can't tell you without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and without the Holy Spirit, we're actively working in my life on a daily basis, I would mess everything up. But the fact that He leads me, He guides me into all truth, and He teaches me all things that He needs to teach me, I I cannot stress enough how important it is that Christ sent the Holy Spirit to us. And Christ knew exactly what He was doing when He did, right? So again, I hope you understand that the Father, ultimately, again, what did He do? He wills it, right? The Fathers the one that wills it. And he willfully sent Christ, his only begotten Son, right? So that Christ could go and, and perform and speak the words that needed to happen and be the sacrifice, right? And Christ ultimately sent his own spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, to us to comfort us, to lead and guide us, to regenerate us in all those things and to perform the work in us, right? So again, as we've kind of talked through the Godhead, the Father wills it. Christ speaks it, and the Holy Spirit does it. Okay. Again, the Father wills it. Okay, whatever the will of the Father is, that's what Jesus said the whole time. Christ speaks it. Why is Christ speaking the will of the Father? Because that's what the scripture says, right? Christ says that Christ said that he didn't do anything unless it was the will of his father. And the Bible also says that Jesus Christ is the Word of God in John chapter one, right? And the Holy Spirit performs it, as we've talked about even just this very time, right? It's the Holy Spirit that has the power, it's the Holy Spirit that drives the power. And then also, it's the Holy Spirit that bears the fruit, right? That we bear the fruit of the Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. So again, one last time, the Father wills it, Christ speaks it, and the Holy Spirit does it. And if we have that working in our lives, work the fullness of the Godhead, which we have through Christ Jesus, who was the fullness of the Godhead bodily, while when we enter into Christ through our belief, we can have the fullness of the Godhead Um, working in our lives, we can walk according to the will of the Father, according to the word of Jesus Christ, and according to the work of the Holy Spirit. And I promise you that if you do that, and if you allow your flesh to die and allow the Lord to lead you in that way, your life will change forever, and it will only change for the better. It will only change for the better, and it will be amazing, right? So I hope that you've enjoyed Season 3 of the Path Redemption podcast. There is going to be a Season 4, and I already have the topic for Season 4, and we are going to talk about the Kingdom of Heaven. I am incredibly excited about this. I have no idea. Which way this is going to go Or how this next season is going to go All I know is that I that The Lord told me that the next season Is about the kingdom of heaven And the first episode is about the door to the kingdom Which is Jesus Christ And we're going to talk about that but until we get to then, right? The final song of the week for this season is "For the Moments I Feel Faint." It's on. Uh, it's by Reliant K on their 2001 album, "The Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek." Um, great, great, great song. You know, and if you're if you need some hope, listen to this song. It's a it's a great tune. Um, one of the lyrics says, "You're telling me that there's no hope. I'm telling you, they're wrong. You're wrong. Never underestimate my Jesus." When the world around you crumbles, you will be strong, you will be strong. And I want to leave you with that. We have the fullness of the Godhead in our lives. We have the will of the Father. We have the word of Jesus Christ, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and we need to recognize that and understand that in our everyday life and see it. And then we will never lose hope. And even though the world may around us may crumble, we will be strong through Christ Jesus and through the Father and through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, look, I hope you enjoy this. Again, tune in uh, next time because we're going to start season four and we're going to start looking at the kingdom. So really, really excited about that. But until next time, don't forget about the website. Again, path to Uh It's out there, a bunch of different things here. I'm going to continue working on the book. But as you're going through your life, just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you. Jesus loves you. And the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless.